Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Over the years we've been doing this podcast, Corey, we've talked to a few people who have had used cannabis to deal with multiple sclerosis or MS. Now, most people know what it is, but for those who don't, it's a debilitating disease which the myelin sheath that protects nerve cells is damaged, and that impairs conduction of signals across nerve cells over time. And this causes persistent muscle spasms and consistent nerve pain. Now, nearly 3 million people around the world suffer from MS. Today, we have a remarkable story of a man who has MS, was in a wheelchair for many years, but thanks to the use of cannabis, he's able to walk again. And joining us from Ohio to tell us his story is Kevin Leeper. Kevin, it's truly amazing that you're out of a wheelchair after eight years and walking again. What do you think life would be like for you today if you had not used cannabis? That's a good question. I don't know. Because before I started using cannabis, I was 40 years old. I was in a low-income housing department all alone. Just miserable. 300 pounds, I was 300 pounds in a power wheelchair and by myself. And in 2014, I think I, a couple of people, you know, I heard the story, you know, when I was a kid about Montel Williams always swore about marijuana. Montel Williams mm-hmm. swore up and down that it's helped him with his MS. So in 2014, I, I, some friends talked me into it. So I started, I tried it. And I, I don't know what it what it did to me. It just made me want to do more things, exercise. Um, and I, I went out and bought myself a reclamatory bike to where I could sit down. And I, I started riding a bike. And I, that's where I started. And in 2015, I quit taking um, my MS medications, uh, my, my MS medications. And I don't, I quit, I quit taking, uh, I was taking a Baggio and I, I, a gabapentin for my, well, um, for my nerves or whatever, I was taking gabapentin and in 2000, like I said, I quit taking my medications and I don't know if you guys will be able to see this or not, but I'm going to turn my phone around and I'm going to try showing you, but this is Mm. over Three years of gabapentin and obagio that I have saved that I have not taken over the years. And all I have all I have taken is marijuana. And I have all that medication sitting there. On the table over here, I had an MRI done in 2017 because I'm starting to get around a better. And it's one of those things where I already knew the results of the MRI before I even took it. Well, they did an MRI in 2017, and the doctor called me two days later. And they were like, wow, we don't know how to tell you this, but your lesions have decreased. Lesions just don't decrease. Not Mm -hmm. taking MS medications or nothing but marijuana, and my lesions have decreased. 2021, I had another MRI. 
nothing has changed. Everything now my MS was from being in a wheelchair. My MS now is mild. I am no, I am, my MS is the least of my worries. Now my worries are I need a complete shoulder repair on my left shoulder and I have scoliosis. Those are my two big issues right now. My MS isn't uh, an issue with me whatsoever right now. That's interesting. That's, uh, it's remarkable. No, Let's go back to the beginning. Now, prior to being diagnosed with MS, that was in 1998, right? Well, in 1996, I got double vision. And I went to my doctor, an eye doctor, and he issued an MRI in 1996. Well, my double vision went away. You know, I'm 26 years old. You know, what could be wrong? You know, so mm -hmm. I, I blew it off. And in 1998, um, I was having problems with, um, and the only reason why I know this is because my mother had MS. And it, well, that's another story altogether. All my mom had MS. Mm -hmm. So I knew the symptoms prior to what she was going through. So I knew that I was having symptoms of MS. And I was going to my doctor complaining about having symptoms of MS. And him going, no, no, you don't have it, don't have it, don't have it. Well, this went on for about a year, him saying, no, no, no. Well, finally he said, send, he was sending me to a neurologist finally. And he told the nurse, his, his receptionist, whatever, give, give Kevin his 1996 MRI results to take to a neurologist. So I said, okay. So I went home and I opened up this neurologist paper and down at the bottom, it says the findings of this MRI done in 1996. It said a positive MRI for multiple sclerosis. And my doctor never told me for two years that i had wow. ms wow wow so i lived with my mess for two years and never knowing i had it and i worked for the heinz craft company in, in uh, maslin and so i worked for it. and i had to quit in 2006 i started in 1998 had to quit in 2006 because of complications with my ms and now i'm 10 i'm 100 times better than i was in 2006 now, when you went back to the doctor with MS, and uh, did you tell him that you've had it for two years and he didn't uh, give you the proper diagnosis? I never went back to him. He never told oh. me. And I went to the neurologist and I, I just never went back to him. I called and they never returned my phone calls. So I let it go at that. You know, I can understand why you didn't go back to him. What sort of medications did you take uh, after you got the um, when I first what guy when I first got diagnosed, I was taking uh, Copaxin. I went on Rebif. I was on Abinex. I was on Tisabri, and now the doctor put me on Abagio. Wow! And I went off all those medications, and now I just smoke marijuana. And I'm just smoking what I get off the streets. I'm not smoking nothing that I get off dispensaries I, unless I go to Michigan. But that's hard to do because it's three hours away. What were all these uh, medications supposed to do for you? Just Slow down my MS. Okay, so with, 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 to, with, the Baggio was just supposed to slow the progress of my MS. But marijuana seems to be reversing the, the MS. I don't know. It's weird. Do you only do cannabis in the form of smoking it? Concentrates in smoking. Okay, thank you. So Edible, um, I, Some edibles, but not very often. Okay, so what does a, a, an average day look like for you if medicating? Or is, is it dependent on how bad? 
me and my wife and dad, both, we all three have our medical license and we all live in the same house. Well, I tell you this story too, I guess. In March, I had can police show up at my door with six officers with a full house search warrant in March this of this year. And they pulled me outside and asked me. And I said, yes, I do grow my own marijuana because I can't afford it. And they said, well, how many do you? I said, I have two plants, two plants is all I had. It's two with three patients in the house. I have two plants. So they come in my house, made me and my wife sit on the, on the couch while they went downstairs and proceeded to cut my plants down and take my lights and everything else with, to do with it. And March, like I said, and said, have a nice day, but they didn't prosecute me. Thank God. But they took all my stuff. Now, did you tell them that the, the, it was for your MS? Yeah. Yeah. Told them we, we all three have our license. They didn't care. Mm. Okay. That was going to be my question. I mean, isn't that the point of having a license so that you can supposedly legally grow, et cetera? Isn't that that? No, not in Ohio. They, they, not in Ohio. No. Wow. Ohio's bad. And then, and this year it's supposed to go on the ballot for recreational and being able to grow at home. But like I said, DeWine is trying to fight this for not being able to grow or whatever. I don't know what he's trying to do, but he's saying it's addictive and it's just everything else. Hmm. Kevin, when you were talking about uh, that, you were seeing a reduction in those lesions, were those lesions on your brain or on your spine or where were they? Both, both. Okay. But I think the lesions in my brain are the ones that decreased. Okay. Okay. It doesn't really say. Yeah. Kevin, tell us uh, during the progress of this MS, how you ended up in a wheelchair. Uh, It just, my MS just, just got bad where I I was having trouble moving my legs. So I had to go, I had to go get, uh, matter of fact, I went and had a baclofen uh, pump put in the side of me to where it has leads going back to my spine to where it feeds medicine to my spine, which is supposed to make my legs uh, loose. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and that's what's uh, helped my legs actually move a lot more too. But that's what, that was the problem is my legs were locking up. I couldn't hardly walk, couldn't move my legs. He was having relapsed. And to tell you the truth, I, I haven't had a relapse in my MS since 2010. When would you start seeing a relapse generally? What would be the time period, just average overall? Stress, stress. No, yeah, what would be the time period that you would see that oh, relapse happen in? Every six months. It seemed like every six months I was in the hospital. Wow. So, mm-hmm. Kevin, what does a, a typical day look like for you as far as medicating? Well, we and my wife wake up in the morning. We start off with, we go over the, I drink my coffee and then we start out with our smoke of wax. We do a little bit of concentrates. And then we'll maybe an hour later smoke, smoke, and then I don't know, maybe three, four hours later we'll do some more wax, and just I don't know, just maybe we'll smoke wax what three or four or five times a day, and maybe smoke two or three times a day. Okay. Now, do you do you do something at bed to get you through the night? No, no, no. Okay. We're pretty much sleep. We pretty much are good during the night. Great. Yeah. A little bit of indigo. With a little bit of, you know, in indica or whatever, you know, we smoke the, you know, in indica at nighttime and, you know, sativa during the day. But like I said, it's just 
it's it's just too you know it's better to be able to if they just allow you to grow at home that way i know at least what i got yes kevin tell us uh, about the day you got out of the wheelchair take us through that day what that was like uh, that was great i mean uh, that did that, uh, that matter of fact that wheelchair is locked in the garage with a blanket over it and i hope to never see it again <laughs> i've been out of that chair since 2015 that must have been an exciting moment for you oh, to. Uh, you have no, kind of you know, buried. I'm doing this for everyone that, that that is stuck in one of these chairs. That what it feels like to get out of that chair and being able to walk again. And actually, I'm I'm going to do a vid, I'm going to do a video here soon. Um, actually, I'm walking on my own also without a walker at all. Now you had the walker initially once you got out of the chair correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. I still use a walker, but I can actually walk on my own if if I want to. I'm in pain, but I do it. How far are you able to walk? I don't know. I can walk a distance without, my balance is pretty good right now. And like I said, before my balance was terrible and and my balance is good. My my coordination seems like it's better. Everything just seems like it's better now. I, I don't know. Wow. Matter of fact, there was a thing where my vision even the doctor my vision got better nice so you're doing essentially kevin you are taking high thc then and that's what's being effective for you i yeah i think i mean i I really don't know because i'm taking you know i I, i don't even know if i'm taking what i'm supposed to be taking i'm just taking whatever is reasonable in price you know so Okay. Well, I feel great. I feel this is the best I've felt in years. Because it seems to be, it seems to be a, a little bit over the map as far as what MS patients respond to. Um, some seem to do well with the high THC. Others seem to do better on a one-to-one ratio. But it kind of sounded to me like you've hit your sweet spot there. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, really, I, I don't know. I, I'm just... I'm enjoying myself right now because we're, you know, we're doing more and more things. You know, we went to Cedar Point. I've been on roller coasters. I've never been able to do that a long, long time. But I, you know, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying life right now. In fact, in fact we're going to go back to Cedar Point, and my life thing is to have a video of that bungee jumping thing where they strap you in, you and your whoever, and they bungee jump you up, and you go flying up in the air. That's the last thing I want to do. <laughs> yeah. So this is an amusement park or something, is it? This yeah, Cedar, Cedar Point. Cedar okay. Point. Okay. So you want to go bungee jumping? I want to go. I want. I want to. I want to try it. I want to. I want to strap me in, and that's my last hurrah. <laughs> well, you got. <laughs> it may well be <laughs> your last hurrah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Interesting. Kevin, what was the hardest part for you during those early years when you were in a wheelchair? Was it the physical part or the mental part? Both physical and mental. You know, it's just the mental part is people look down on you a little bit, I guess. You know, they, they you know, they look down on you a little bit being in a wheelchair or, or just, and it's just, just depressing because you know, you're, I was 40 years, I was 40 years old and thinking to myself, is this where I'm going to spend the rest of my life is in this chair and in a low income housing department, is this where I'm going to be the rest of my life? And believe it or not, I met my wife in a low income housing department. We moved out. Well, 
I got kicked out of the low-income housing because I got caught smoking marijuana in government housing, I guess, when they don't like you and they want you out. That was their excuse to get me out of the house, out of the apartment. So me and my wife moved. So now we have a house and we're living, we're living our dream, you know, have a house and just me and my wife and my dad. Now, did you, uh, you said earlier that you got up to about 300 pounds, I think. Have you lost a, a, a lot of weight? Yeah. I mean, I've just the exercise and the walking and everything. I was about 300 pounds. Now I'm about 138. So I've wow. lost about a hundred pounds. Or a little over 100 pounds on marijuana also. Wow. Now, did, you just, did you say 138? I weigh 138 right now. And how, how, how tall are you? About 5'11". So you're pretty thin. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like I said, this is the best, this is about best I've been in since high school, probably. I'm in a size waist. I was in high school. Well, good for you. So do you think all those drugs you were taking added the weight on to you during that period? Maybe depression, you know, just being in a wheelchair, just not being able to exercise, not being able to do a lot of things, you know. You know, like I said, I was in a, you know, my had hand controls in my vehicles and everything. I went on uh, Fox, on our, our news broadcast up here, they had a mile walk. I went on that up here at the Fox Trot. The uh, Fox News. I went on a mile walk. Mm-hmm. Wow, good for you! Should we enter you in the Boston Marathon next year? Oh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just getting out doing as I'm doing as much as I can. Yeah, you're starting to enjoy life. Yeah, we go camping and that stuff. I like I said, I haven't been able to do in years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of being a spectator, you're a participant. Right. Now. Right. You don't have to yeah. go out to your vehicle, load your chair on your vehicle, da-da-da, and now I can just get in, throw my walker in the truck, and go. Yeah. Nice. Remember, Corey, when we were having coffee one day, the guy was talking about his van and how he his van was so expensive because it required him to put a wheelchair in there. Yeah. Well, the, that's the thing is, is, personally, I could probably use hand controls in my vehicle, but I don't have $6,000 laying around to get hand controls on my vehicle you know what i mean for a piece of metal going down from your from your pedals to your steering wheel six thousand six thousand dollars i don't justify the cost to where they're coming up with us mm-hmm. just because it's medically you need it it's a lot of money it yeah, is a lot it of is. money it's a lot of money people don't have laying around i don't have laying around your mom had ms yes now is your mom still alive no my mom passed away when she was 60 Oh, okay. In uh, 2003. That must have been tough for you, knowing that she had uh, MS, passed away. You had MS. That is one thing I held for my mother. I never told my mother I had MS. Oh. Because that I, I feel like that would have devastated her. It was bad enough she had MS dealing with MS. She was in a nursing home. I didn't want to lay that on her that I had MS. Mm-hmm. So I, I kept that from my mom the whole, the whole time. But the five years, the five years that I knew I had it until the time she passed away, I never told her. Well, that's very loving of you. How do you uh, deal with other people who have MS? Do they uh, do they communicate with you? Do you com- communicate with them? I try to communicate with many people as I can right now, just because of my story. You know, uh, I want people to, you know, try. You know, you know, people that 
or scared of trying marijuana. You know, people, there's still a lot of people scared of trying it mm-hmm. that I talk to. And I, you know, don't, you know. Do you have a blog or something that you're doing? No, I do not. We need to. Well, maybe I need to, but I, I don't. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, the, the people, interesting, Corey, the people we've talked to uh, who have MS, most of them smoke, don't they? I mean, yeah. we talked to Chris, Chris yeah. Riley in, in Wales. And yeah, but then there's those that do the concentrates, yeah. you know, the one-to-ones and stuff like that. Marcel. Marcel. Oh, Marcel, Benet. yeah. Yeah. So he was doing oil. I mean, most of the patients that I come across for MS are, are doing oil you know, sort of my world mm-hmm. more so than smoking it. So it's interesting to hear that smoking is really effective for Kevin. Now I was told to try uh, RSO. Right. And THCA is what I was told to try. Hmm. Because THC gets in your system quicker. It's an oil they put underneath your tongue, I think. That's what I give my dad. My dad has Parkinson's, and I don't like the way the carbidobi makes him act. So I... I don't really don't give him the carbidobi, and the only thing I give him is THCA, and he seems like he's doing a lot better. Interesting. Yeah. How long has he had Parkinson's? Oh, about seven years, I think. Oh. Yeah, that's a nasty one. Yeah. So, well, with the THCA, what are you seeing as, as far as changes in him then? Um, his tremors, his shakes seem like they're not as bad. You can understand them better. Oh, good. Ian, I don't know if you remember, uh, we interviewed uh, that doctor back in the day, oh, neurologist and into cannabis, and I spoke at conferences with him. What the heck was his name? Doctor somebody. Anyway, he was talking about Parkinson's and how Parkinson's is all over the map and what will respond. So it's great that you've found something for your dad that he's responding to. Um, That's really, really good. So, Kevin, when you're treating your MS, what do you feel is most effective for you? The edibles, smoking, or concentrates? I don't know because I feel like they're all different in a, in a way. They both make me feel differently. I don't know. I just like them. I just, I just, I don't do too much edibles unless I make, I make my own edibles. I, I really don't eat edibles, especially in Ohio because Ohio is like when I buy stuff, I like to t- taste the the cannabis. I like to taste it. In Ohio, you you can't taste nothing. I mean, you you just I don't know if I'm getting. I just don't know if I'm getting anything. I don't know. I mm-hmm. the strength is lower. Everything is lower. But they say because in Ohio they have a max of THC. They have a max the maximum of THC they're allowed to have in Ohio. And my wife has been to a grow spot in Ohio. And they literally told the plant that they grow in Ohio, the plants that they were growing, they literally have to cut. They had to cut the top of the plants off and throw away because they contain they contain too much THC. And the whole plant would be junk. Would be junk. Mm. Mm. Does that make any sense? I mean, that makes no sense at all. Well, there's a lot of things that uh, regulators in the cannabis industry do that don't make sense. I mean, we have... Uh, we have recreational and uh, medical across Canada, but in where Corey and I live, there's a, a medical cannabis shop, which has been in operation since 1996, the first one in North America. And uh, it was it was fine until 
cannabis became regulated. The cops left it alone. The authorities left it alone. Then once regulation came in, they started raiding it. And uh, it's just, it's a sad situation. It's very, the whole, the whole cannabis industry is really screwed. It's, it's all about money. I mean, it seems like it's all about money. And so, you know, they're taking a, oh, yeah. you know, you know, Ohio, it seems like, you know, they always say the Ohio, the heart of it all. And in my mind, it's the heart of greed. You know, that that's Ohio. Greed, greed, greed. Have you changed your diet uh, at all over the years? No, it's just it's hard. It's it's I think a lot of it has to do is because I take care of my dad now. And I, it's just I'm constantly busy, busy, busy taking care of him and feeding him. And I just don't I just don't have time to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Taking care of, you know, it's hard to believe that I'm taking care of him when he was the one who used to take care of me when I was my MS. Yeah, it's the story of life, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, when you were a baby, uh, your parents took care of you, and then when they're yeah, older, the reverse, you take care it reverses. Of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, you have a remarkable story though of getting out of the wheelchair after eight years and uh, losing all that weight, I and mean, that's a massive amount of weight to go from three hundred to one hundred and thirty yeah. pounds, and. Uh, a man who wants to go bungee jumping. You'll have to yep. send us a note after you finish. <laughs> well, if I had a, if I had a uh, picture, if I had a place to send you a picture of my cha- power chair, I'd send you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Keep that wheelchair in the garage. Well, because people, people, you know, they, they look at that picture of me being in the wheelchair and they look at me now and they, they said, that's not you. And I said, yes, it is. Wow. Yeah. Good on you, Kevin, in so many ways. Good on you. Yeah, it's a, it's a great story, Kevin, and we appreciate you telling it. Anything you want to say in conclusion? No, I, I, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'm just happy to get finally, finally tell someone my story. Yeah, a lot of people will hear it around the world, and uh, we appreciate you doing this. And thanks very much. Oh. oh, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Corey. Before we go, I want to let our listeners know that you can help us spread the word about the amazing, often life-saving health benefits of cannabis just by sharing the podcast, writing a review, or rating us. We very much appreciate uh, the help of everyone who's done that already, and we really like the five-star ratings. We'd also like to thank those of you who support the show by making a one-time donation or a monthly donation on our Patreon page, which you can do for as little as $5 a month. It helps to keep us running. You'll find out how to do that on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Thank you for your support. It means so much to us. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. 
Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.